0: Welcome to Move Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Clapson. The aim of this podcast is to explore, learn, and spread the message of rewilding and natural movement so that we as humans can live in more alignment with our nature and reclaim what it means to be fully alive. The modern world has stripped away so much that used to nourish our mind, body, and soul. This podcast will help illuminate how we can reclaim and restore our innate, wild, capable, and strong spirit. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Move Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you've all had an amazing week and are ready to jump back into another episode. So today I kind of wanted to share with you guys a little bit about my book that has just been released yesterday. Uh, and how you can get access to it as well as what's been happening with me over the past week or so. So, uh, many of you may have heard and kind of been following along with this journey of me creating this book, How to Thrive in the Modern World, which goes through the key kind of pillars, practices and principles that I believe we all need or core elements that we need to thrive in this, this world that we live in. So, I'm gonna go few a few of those um, over this podcast, but first I wanted to share kind of what I've been up to over the last um, week out in nature. So recently, I attended and mentored and ran some movement sessions at a bush family camp out a couple hours out from my place here, um, and it was it was incredible to get out with community and to. Explore and adventure my role was kind of running movement stuff natural movement and introducing some of those elements into the bush skills world I guess I talked a little bit about um, Health as well ancestral health and the implementation or the inclusion of animal foods in the diet the, the main focus of the camp was kind of rewilding and My role within that was to kind of provide the movement um perspective on that and and introduce natural movement into that as what I believe is just as crucial a skill to have as any other kind of hard skill like making fire or building shelter which we also um, did over that week and weekend. Um, it's just as crucial a skill to have and I think many people forget that in the world of rewilding or it can be forgotten in the world of rewilding. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case for all people Can be forgotten in the world of bush skills that movement and being able to move through the environment is a massive kind of piece of it and that's that was the role that i played but it was amazing to get out and experience kind of a level of community and uh, connection that we are not necessarily exposed to in the modern world Uh, you know i've talked about this before where often, you know, we're, our connection, especially with other human beings, is is limited to, like, these small periods of time. Like, half an hour or one hour for, like, a meeting with a person or a catch-up with someone. And often we don't get to spend deep time with people. But this week really reminded me of how important that is. And, and reminded me of how important it is to spend, like, you know, whole days with a group of people. And be able to explore an adventure and learn... And connect in in that way with the timelessness, even though it was just for a week. The timelessness that you get and that sense of timelessness that you get from, you know, camping and being outside and being immersed in that kind of stuff for a week. It's it's a luxury that a lot of people don't have. But when you make the time for it, I believe it can really be powerful in shifting our state and reminding us of what it means to kind of be human And reminding us of what it means to live in connection and live in community and not only live in community, but experience the natural world around us in a communal setting. And that's one of the key kind of takeaways that I got from that week was, you know, it's one thing to go out on our own and and practice natural movement or immerse ourselves in a natural environment. But it's another thing to go out and then do it, you know, with a community and be able to play and explore and, and compete and cooperate and have all these added elements that aren't really there if we're just out on our own. And humans are a part of nature and they're a part of the natural environment, um, even despite the fact that the 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 current story tries to detract from that or tries to separate humans from nature. I believe we are a vital part of this ecosystem that we live in. Um, so that, yeah, that was an amazing experience and I highly recommend, you know, for you guys at home, like try and get out to these kind of things or look for these things in your area, people who are going out and experiencing community and experiencing nature or movement or, or some aspect of rewilding in this communal kind of way and communal kind of sense because it gives you a much deeper understanding and a much more, yeah, I guess, a deeper experience of, of being a human living in community. So having having said that, I'm actually gonna be you know running some workshops and hopefully an event soon um coming up over the next couple months. So if you are interested in, in attending a workshop around the Sydney, Newcastle, um Lake Macquarie, Central Coast area, then hit me up, message me and get in contact. Uh, and also a retreat that i've got coming up which is going to be really exciting get in contact with me for information on that So anyway, i'm going to jump into a little bit more about my book so You know thr- so thriving in the modern world is is the name of the book and that's kind of the whole I guess basis of what i'm trying to communicate in this book is how do we thrive in the modern world how? do we navigate all these intricacies that our biology and our physiology is not necessarily designed for or set up for and it's through that navigation still cultivate a state of full vitality and aliveness and vibrancy so the kind of main chapters or core pillars that i wrote about in the book were movement nourishment environment recovery and community and within all of those there's nuances and within you know all of those different aspects. There's nuances, which is you know why why you should get the book, and it's free. And I'm going to tell you how you can get the book um, after I've gone through this a little bit. But you know, mastering all these core pillars and understanding all these core pillars and how they fit into your life and how they fit into um, an ancestral kind of lifestyle, and then how that fits into the modern world and the environment you live in is really important. I've just finished reading a really amazing book. Called Sand Talk, and for those of you who haven't read it, I would highly recommend getting it. And one of the concepts it's it's based around indigenous thinking and indigenous knowledge. And one of the concepts that he talks about in there, or that I picked up on, and I can't I can't necessarily quote him on this, is um, you know understanding that all I guess knowledge needs to be contextualized, and that there's no necessary you know there's not necessarily a broad generalizing statement that can be made with any key principle that you need to apply to your life because your environment or your context is going to be different to everyone's kind of context and environment so that's how I've tried to write the book is is giving all of these principles and practices to you in a, in a way whereby it's not necessarily a, a very you know f- um, finely detailed explanation of something but more a broader concept which I believe is more useful that you can take away and then apply to your unique situation and environment. So mastering movement, you know, that's a simple one. Um, I talk a lot about it and that's kind of the, the road and route that I've taken into the world of rewilding and into the world of understanding health from a broader perspective. And, you know, I, I talk about this a lot, but again, understanding our design as humans is really necessary when it comes to all of these factors, including movement and understanding what kind of movements we as humans practiced and were exposed to and the environment dictated we needed to do in order to survive and thrive that's that's a really core component and really important thing to understand when it comes to uh movement and when it comes specifically to practicing natural movement so we don't have the integrated life that we once had we don't have you know the ability to necessarily go out into nature and hunt and explore all the different kind of ways of moving through and like through a practice that's integrated in the sense that we're getting food or or getting water or we're playing or we're building shelter or any of these things but we do still have that need for movement there even though um, the activities that we do in our daily lives don't require movement so our, our biology and our physiology is not caught up with our environment and we still have the need for movement and many different people practice movement in many different ways you know you've got the schools of thought that are uh, I guess you know along the lines of yoga is, is the best or along the lines of um, more of Ido Portal's stuff and and that style of movement or um, you know traditional fitness but I believe that, again, if we're to look at this from an ancestral perspective and we're to look at honoring our design as human beings, there are some core universal capabilities and skills that we, our bodies were designed to perform and that we feel most vibrant and healthy doing when we perform them and when we learn them and when we practice them and when we remember them because they're, you know, innate within us. And the whole, you know, if if you want more on the philosophy and the kind of, I guess, uh, a deeper dive on natural movement, then head over, read some of my blogs, or go over and check out some of MoveNat stuff, which is the system that I've kind of been trained in and that I believe is very applicable, um, and also get the book, because I talk a lot more about movement in that. But just understanding how we are designed to move, and then mastering those key capabilities and skills will not only you know that like, get us healthier, but beyond that will get us capable for many environments, including an urban environment. It will ensure that we are useful and that we are an asset to our community and that we are strong so that if ever there is an emergency or if ever there is a time that's where the circumstances call upon us to be capable we can go out and perform and we can go out and um yeah move in a way that's going to be helpful and useful so that's a key component i believe of movement as well and we are much more able to play and explore and adventure and do all the things that you know make us happy and make us feel alive i was thinking about that when i was out uh camping this week if i didn't have the natural movement skills that i have that i've developed i wouldn't be able to like explore the environment in the ways that i did there was a beautiful creek where we were camping and there were these you know big rocks to jump off of to jump into the icy cold water and you know, being able to swim and dive and jump from rock to rock and lift and carry and climb trees. All these different expressions of movement that in in me come from a place of wanting to explore and adventure and inspired by that kind of spirit. I wouldn't be able to express those if I didn't have that basis in natural movement. So I, I think it's a really important concept. And I again, I deep dive onto all the nuances and all the different kind of ways that we can improve our movement and improve our environment and set it up so that we are moving more in the book. Um, next one is nourishment. So nourishment is like a massive, massive piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, some some people that I kind of follow and I, I really respect their work would say that, you know, diet is probably one of the biggest things of all of them uh, because it builds us and it fuels our bodies. And what we put into our bodies essentially you know it's it's like the input informs and dictates in many ways the output so if you're putting in on a very basic scale if you're putting in things that are not beneficial or not designed for your body or that are mismatched to your biology or your physiology then the output the things that you put out into the world are going to reflect that input and they they're not going to necessarily it's not going to necessarily be great or good or positive energy. So that's you know that's n- nourishment on a very basic level, but I talk about you know water, I talk about air and and kind of go into the nuances on that and and not just food. Obviously food is massive. Uh, I talk about diet and obviously I've talked about this before on the podcast but understanding what is an ancestral diet, sourcing most of our nutrients and calories from animal foods getting in um you know high highly nutrient dense foods like um organ meats and seafood and all these different kind of things that we kind of forget about in our modern world i talk a little bit about hunting and the role of you know getting wild animals which is something that came up a lot in the week that i was out bush as there was someone you know teaching a high tanning workshop which was amazing and really inspired me to get more into tanning um you know yeah i guess um yeah, really looking at diet and nourishment from that ancestral perspective, and also, you know, air quality and um, water quality are also massive parts of nourishment. And, the, you know, those things go into fueling our bodies, they go into creating us, they go into uh, allowing us to be able to do the things that we want to do in life. So, nourishment is obviously a key pillar and practice and thing that we need to master. In this world and in this environment that does not necessarily offer us the best choices when it comes to food it doesn't offer us you know ease of access to things like organ meats or uh, nutrient-dense animal foods but it's of vital importance that we navigate our way through this world adeptly in order to find those things so that we can fuel ourselves adequately so that we can live better lives uh, next one is environment, so this is one that I've talked on a lot and kind of is a massive piece, again, that's often overlooked. I believe, you know, we we need to understand and acknowledge that environment plays a role in health and it's something that's often not, um, I guess, played up enough or people kind of deny it. One One massive shift, for example, that I noticed from being... Um, living the life that I'm living now in, in, my, in my place here as, as beautiful and as amazing as it is it's still in an urban environment and that the shift that I had from being here and then going out to the bush for a week is that you know, my, my parasympathetic nervous system was like um, activated heaps when I was out in nature and I was a, a lot more restful and calm and I had a lot less underlying anxiety and stress in my mind and in my body I felt, found it a lot easier to relax And that, you know, there's many intangible factors that go into that. But one of the biggest ones is just environment. The fact that I was camping and out in nature and breathing in fresh smells and waking up to birdsong every morning rather than to an alarm or, you know, whatever it is, or rather than to traffic. Um, Environment does play a massive role in our lives and in our health. And being able to master your environment, whether you live in an urban environment or a natural environment, is going to be key if you want to cultivate abundant health if you want to cultivate vibrant health because you could you know it could not be an option for you right now to live out in nature even though that might be your end game goal and there are certain key principles and practices that i share in the book that are going to be helpful for optimizing your environment so that it does help you to cultivate the very best possible health you can in your context and in your circumstance um so it's a massive one ever i talk you know um i've i've gotten uh some contribution on that section of the book but you know I talk about everything from toxins in the environment and and pollutants as well as you know why environment is a is a massive piece of health so I think that's you know really worth diving into and understanding a little bit more recovery is the next kind of pillar and element of the book and chapter of the book that I write on and this is again one of those ones that's overlooked under misunderstood it's you know it, not just in the context of training, but in the context a context more broad than that, but just understanding that the pattern of life or the pattern of thriving, I should say, and the pattern of creating vibrant health seems to be this this balance between stress and recovery, and that we need both and I talk about both, so I talk about the the sympathetic nervous system and being able to activate that and when to activate that and and, and like why that's important, and then the parasympathetic the rest and digest nervous system and how to activate that um how to navigate your way through a world that is quite sympathetic dominant and kind of cultivates or doesn't cultivate but um encourages a more sympathetic dominant state and how to kind of cultivate more of a parasympathetic state so that we can adequately recover and rest so i go into breath practices i go into you know heat and cold exposure Um, movement on that and how that relates and training and how that relates to recovery and the role of recovery and training and just kind of all these different areas in a broad look of recovery going to sleep and just covering yeah really how and why recovery is so important and and how you can kind of implement it in your life regardless of where you are Uh, and then finally community so this is one of the biggest things that stands out to me um, coming back from this week-long experience coming back to like still a fairly you know fairly communal kind of existence where I am here, but uh, you know compared to where I was isolated and quite lonely in many ways um and this and this is a massive one that you know it's come up in conversation over the last week, you know talking about um, social media and the the kind of i guess false or not not false but shallow connections that we have through uh, the online world and the digital world that kind of have replaced many real world connections that we can cultivate and should be trying to cultivate and have in order to, to create vibrant health. Um, so community is, um, you know, obviously a massive, massive, massive piece. We are social animals. We've evolved as social animals. We rely on other people for our emotional, physical well-being. And without strong community, I don't believe it's actually possible to be uh, fully healthy and fully healthy as a human being and fully alive as a human being and without that element you know it doesn't matter if you've got all the other elements in place without the element of community um, I don't think you're going to live a very happy or fulfilled or healthy life so getting that down is going to be key. And it's it's very hard um, in for some people and in some ways in, in this world that we live in, uh, it's very hard to kind of bypass or understand the role of social media um, and still use it, but use it for a greater purpose other than just connecting solely on that platform. And it's hard to... Um, kind of navigate y- our way through human connection in this world where there's not there 's a false sense of there not being necessity for human connection, even though it 's still the case that there is necessity, I think a lot of us or my you know myself included in the past have felt that there's not uh i you know connection is not necessary or at least on the depth or level that we once experienced it in or on and there 's a lot of grief that can come up for people. Uh, experiencing community after having not had it for most of their lives. And it's really important to, you know, acknowledge that and and understand those elements as well. But, you know, I, so I, I share in the book practical, you know, guidelines and, and things that you can use to kind of build and cultivate and create community. I go into a really long se- section on that, understanding what are the key kind of things and elements that create community so that we can create it in our lives or that we can become a part of it in our lives. What are the universal kind of principles behind human community in, you know, across time, in in this time and age and, and you know, prehistorically um, across all human existence? from the research that I've done, looking at those universal principles and and implementing them in our lives so that we can create community and that we can um, really experience that social element of our lives to the fullest. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a really important element obviously is mastering that community element. I also got um, some contribution from that from a good mentor and friend of mine called Marley Hawk who was actually running the camp that I was just at and he's massive on community and village building and he wrote this little section in in that chapter for me kind of discussing and sharing his thoughts on community and the importance of community and village. Um, so those are the key elements that I believe, uh, movement, nourishment, environment, recovery, community, they're all in the book. I share with you obviously a lot more in depth than I could go in this episode with you but the the good news is, is that you guys can get the book um, for free so the book just launched and was released yesterday um so if you guys are keen to get my new book how to thrive in the modern world we get you learn all these key principles and practices and it's you know it's in a physical form where you can implement them uh step by step where you can read that my philosophies behind a lot of these things and i believe that this is a really valuable resource and a guidebook that you can use to kind of again navigate through this world and navigate um, your health and really cultivate and create vibrant health this is these are the key principles and practices that I use to overcome my autoimmune condition and overcome a lot of health issues for myself and now use in my health coaching to help people achieve vibrant health and vital health. This is the stuff that I use a lot in all of my coaching really and use to inform a lot of the way that all the ways that I think and all the ways that I approach health um, it 's the culmination and the result of six years of kind of my journey of health and seeking out mentors and coaches and putting into practice what they taught me and experience and trial and error and you know all the mistakes i made it's the result of all that and being able to give this to you guys and share this with you guys i'm just yeah so stoked about it and so stoked for you guys to read it and get your hands on it and um see what you think and start to implement this stuff and see start to see the changes that it will make for all of you so What I want you to do is go to ancestralhealthcoaching.com forward slash book to get yourself a free copy or an e-book copy of the um, book, How to Thrive in the Modern World. And yeah, you can go through that and and start to implement these things and let me know what you think. I'm super stoked and super excited for you guys to get it. So again, go to ancestralhealthcoaching.com forward slash book to get a free copy of the book. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's show. I hope it was valuable and I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think of the book. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Move Wild Podcast coming out on Tuesday.